0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. I tell you, God is really, really good. He is really, really good. I'm, 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 I'm excited about this time of year because people are so nice. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, people are nice this time of year, you know. Uh, lines are long and things like that. And they'll say, well, you go ahead on. You don't have enough." I said, no, you go ahead on. Oh, you can, they're so nice. They're so nice. They'll let you in with your car when it's a long line and stuff like that. People are so nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a long line. We've done, yeah, we've done most of our shopping, most of our shopping. But, of course, we have a few little more to do. And we said we'll wait till Monday to do it when it's um, warmer. It's supposed to be warm. I can't stand the cold, but anyway, it's a good thing. We are going to finish up Ephesians today, and I don't know exactly uh, what scriptures I'm going to use. I know sort of what scriptures I'm going to use, but I know I'm not going to use all this on the on the outline. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to just be led by the Spirit today, as always. Now. The title of the message today is The Power and Protection of Believers, Part 2. Of course, last week was Part 1. And Part 1, if you look at Ephesians chapter uh, 6, uh, verse 10 and 11, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And, and we say, well, how do you do that? And put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to, and, and why do you put on? So that you may be able to stand against the... Uh, The schemes of the devil. Now that was that was all we covered in in last week's message, and this week we'll finish the chapter. Chapter, and obviously you know we can't do everything like we could do it because we have probably five or six more messages. So we don't want to do that Uh, uh, because really some of the things we're going to do, I'm saving to the to my message for the. New Year's coming up, uh, because, uh, and and matter of fact, this message, I want you to uh, take some of this message for the New Year's, and we'll talk about that as we go. Now, verse twelve, and and I'm I'm, going to give you five. I'm going to try to answer five questions that are not really. uh, I'm not going to really go into you know detail in those five questions, but I'm going to hit upon these these five questions. So if you if you take an outline. There's going to be five questions that I'm going to get to. Okay, the first question is in verse 12. And the question would be, who is our struggle with? Who is our struggle with? In other words, who's scheming against us? Who's strategizing against us? And Of course, verse 12 answers that in detail. We already know that um, verse 11 told us, in general, what's going to happen, what we need to do. But 12 through uh, 21 to 20 tells us more specific what specifically we are supposed to do in it. We know we're supposed to be strong. We know we got to put on the armor, and we know that we um, are fighting against the schemes of the, of the devil. So why tell us the same thing? in all these rest of the verses because god wants you to be specific in knowing the strategies of the enemy so it says in verse 12 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers They could have said just against the devil but he wanted you to know that our struggle is more than just against the devil the devil has a team and so when you have a team of people because He's not omnipresent. The, the devil he can't be everywhere at one time. Okay, he he can only be uh, where he is. But he has all these principalities. It says right there we, 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 against the rulers. And these rulers, these rulers, they are interesting. They are princes. They are chiefs. They they are uh, 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 chiefs among the demons. So they have an order in this in the spiritual wicked uh, realm, just like there's an order in the spiritual. Uh, good angel realm because we know we have messenger angels we know we have warring angels uh, we, we, we have different angels you see uh, so uh, good angels but we also have demons that that are uh, some are powerful some are more uh, powerful than others now now you say well I don't know whether that's true or not well uh, I've studied it so you should know uh, because I'm not standing here to tell you a lie Uh but it's a verse that tells you about that, because you remember when uh, it told us in, in Scripture that you have to make sure when demons are cast out of a person that the house is not left clean. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Because, because. The demons that what they'll do, these unclean spirits, they'll they'll go around and they'll say, mm, "Man, I, I don't have nowhere to go. I'm gonna go back to where I came." And when it comes back, it says that that they find the house clean and just swept. You know, there's nothing in it. It's just somebody just cleaned it up and left left it clean. And so what what happens is that he brings more demons that's more powerful than and, and worse than. Then what we'll was cast out to start with? Now you say, "Well, whoa, yeah, okay, so we're not teaching on that I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you that that they have they have you know rulers, they have all these things going on against powers there's that, those in authority, they have against the world forces that says of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness and, and wickedness. These these demons they are wicked. They are. It gave us an example, where in a in in, in the olden days back in the, in the Middle East they they would have wrestling matches, and these wrestling matches uh, the loser sometimes would get his eyes gorged out. But we're talking about wicked spirits, and you say, well, I don't believe that. Well then. Why do you think Samson, who, of course, uh, they they captured Samson, and, and, and what do they do with Samson? Gores his eyes out. See, we're talking about wicked spirits, and and God wants us to know that that, that this is this is not no uh, pita patter, you know, uh, uh, thing in 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 this life that we are living. We're in a warfare, and we're warfare. We're in warfare against powerful foes that we cannot withstand on our own. I'm telling you, there's nothing you gonna, or I can do against these powerful, wicked forces because we can't even see them on our own, on our own. So he wants you to know that. Then God says that, uh, you know, even though I'm telling you that, more specific, I already told you generally in verses 10 and 11 uh, what you need to do. So the question is, what can I do about these wicked, unclean spirits? What can I do because I can't even see them? I don't even know when they are affecting me. How do I know it? Because you know the prince of this world, that God's world, is Satan. We know that. We know that, that God has given Satan... Uh, uh, so a measure of control over this age over society so we know society is wicked only because we know who rules it we know that Satan is the ruler of it so so if you know that, that society is ruled by Satan you know that you say well man things are getting worse and worse out here I can't believe what's going on out here uh, how, how People are doing things that they never used to do. Things are being allowed where never used to be allowed. It's because uh, of Satan and what's going on and what God allows and what he doesn't allow. Now, let's go a little further. That was the first question. So who are we, who's scheming against us? Principalities, powers, rulers, all the evil forces. And what does Satan want, want to make us think? He wants to make us think that we are warring against people, flesh and blood, people. And and I'm going to tell you, it, it, it seems to be logical. It seems to make sense that our enemies are people who are against us. It seems logical. It doesn't seem logical that it's not this person. It's the spirit that's controlling this person. Wouldn't that make sense? You know, but but see, God wants us to know your warfare is not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. Don't you ever think that when somebody did something or said something or whatever they did, that they are against you? No. The principalities, the powers, Satan is against you. He is against me. So therefore, we, I got to do something about it. So now, what are, are we going to do? What are we going to do? The first question has been answered. Uh, we know we don't walk against flesh and blood, but against the principles, powers, rulers, doubts, spiritual wickedness in the flesh. Now, what are we going to do? That's the second question. What are we going to do about it? Well, you already know, right? Because it told us in verse 10 and 11, we're going to put on the whole armor of God. Let's read it. In verse 13. Therefore. I said therefore. In New American Standard. It meaning that on account of this. On account of this. Because of what I just told you. On account of this. You must. Take up the full armor of God. So that you may be able to resist. That resist is like a. Uh, antihistamine. It's like. Uh, some of you who are maybe in the nursing or a field that that uh, pharmaceutical field or something, or antihistamine. What does it do? Anybody know? Well, we we all are not in that field, are we? Have anybody ever taken an antihistamine of uh, Zeta, What what is it? Huh? Okay, it, it stands against whatever you know you, you allergic It's an antihistamine. Okay, so. So that word in Greek is the same thing in English, basically. Is, 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 that, that's what it looks like in, 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 uh, in Greek, too. It means to stand against. Stand against. So he's telling us, he's saying that I want you to take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand against these forces. If you don't take up the whole armor, you're not going to be able to stand against. And it says that in the evil day, when is the evil day? The evil day actually is any time trouble, affliction, temptation comes. Any time. But particularly when the battle is fierce. We got to take up the armor. Okay? And having done everything, having done everything, and that, that having done everything is that, when you have the victory, when you have the victory, that's what it means to stand. I thought when I haven't done everything, meaning after you put on all the armor, then you stand. Notice how ha- when you have the victory, then I want you to keep standing. We're never going to take off the armor ever, ever, ever. Now, analogies would say, because Paul is talking about this, the Apostle Paul, he's using this visual for people who understand Roman soldiers and and the fighting back in those days they had on armor. But let me tell you, they took that armor off. They They didn't take a bath in that armor. They did not eat in the armor. Come on now. They didn't eat in that armor. They didn't sleep in the armor. But what do we have to do? We have to uh, uh, we have to keep it on. See, it's not in a tense you remember I said sometimes the present imperative tense uh, that, that, uh, that that tells us that it's a continuous repeated action That's there's, there's a lot of times like uh be filled with the spirit that's, that's in in this chapter that we went over in chapter four, I think it is, and it says. And it means that be being filled. It's a continuous. you got to be being filled. you got to continue to be filled. You cannot stop being filled. Well, this is not that tense. This is you must do it. It's an imperative that you do it now, and it doesn't re- get repeated. When you put on the armor, it's on. Do you hear me now? It's on. You don't take it off. So the analogies that he's using it falls short sometimes because uh, uh, it's not meant to be exactly the same. So the first question was, who's scheming against us? The second question was, what are we going to do about it? The third question is, what is this armor that we got to put on? And we can, we can look at it there, and you know that this armor is, uh, you know, the same, like, uh, our laws are good about with truth, okay? We know that truth is, is armor, right? Part of our spiritual armor is truth. Righteousness is another part of the armor. Is that correct? Preparation of the gospel of peace is another one. Faith is another one. Salvation is another one. And the word of God is the last one. So it's six. And you say, whoa. Okay. And you say, well, you sure I don't have to keep putting on this armor? Because, you know, we have to, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, so I want to increase the in faith. But let me tell you. If you've been given faith, Because he gives everybody the measure of faith. You you won't be saved without faith. Is that correct? Right. Now, wouldn't it be something if we put on salvation like a helmet and took it off? Every time we took a shower, every time we, you know, get ready to go to bed, we take off salvation. Then we put salvation back on, we take it off. We put salvation back on, we take it off. No. No. It's not that way. It's not that way. Let me, let me give you an example of that. Let's look at uh, Isaiah. Let's look in the Old Testament. Isaiah 59, 16. Let's go there. Uh, because that's a, that's a good, a good, 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 good verse. And it tells us about Jesus. It tells us about Jesus. Verse 16, it says, And he saw that there was no man, and, of course, we sometimes use it as, as a, an intercessor, you know, a, a human being intercessor. Uh, but he's talking about Jesus. And was astonished that there was no one to intercede. A man could do nothing apart from Jesus, God sending Jesus to save our souls, die for our sins. Then his own arm. Brought salvation to him. Let's talk about Jesus. And his righteousness upheld him. So now, Jesus does not put on and take off righteousness, does he? Nor do we. Nor do we. Because Uh, We have a Lawrence Garvey trooper having a breastplate of righteousness. No, we don't take it off. He didn't take it off. We don't take it off. Okay? We are righteous by the blood of Jesus. Is that correct? We don't take it off. We have to have it, though, because what does the breastplate protect? Your toes or your head? Your vital organs, aren't it? Your vital organs. Your chest—that's where your heart is. That's where your lungs are. You know, it it protects that. So, so you don't—you don't take that off. In battle, you don't take that off. You will get killed if you take that off. And you know, we don't take off the salvation. We don't take off the helmet. You get hit in the head, and that's all over because that's vital. You know, that's vital. Now, we're gonna go to the armor because. I'm gonna give you another question. First question was who are we scheming against? And not scheming against, so who we know that. What are we gonna do about it? Put on the whole arm of God. What is the armor? We know what it is. How do we put it on? Didn't cover that last week. How do we put it on? We know how the Roman soldiers put on their helmet, put on the breastplate. Well, we know how they did it, but how do we put it on? So, what I was going to do is share with you just basic uh, things that, if all of it's dealing with the, well, you know, you know, everything's dealing with the Word of God, right? Everything's dealing with righteousness. Come with with, with the Word of God, you know. Somebody has to preach good news, right? Your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Don't you know how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, That right? That's an Old Testament. Okay, so, so we know that. So we know that that somebody got to take good news because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, by, the, by, by the word of God. So somebody got to take the word of God. Somebody got to send somebody, you know, take the word of God. So everything is dealing with the, with the word, okay? How do we put this thing on? I said, you know what? I think uh, I've talked to him about the seven priorities of life, which uh, I've a message I heard about 30 years ago. And I've been trying to, you know, keep that in the forefront and teach that. And so when I put them down, which is praise. Do you know if you don't praise, that's a bad thing? You don't have no armor on you. I had armor on. Praise, Thanksgiving, that's one. Do you know you got to worship God for who He is, not just you know, thank for what He's done. Who He is, worship. Okay. You got to pray, prayer. Woo, it's very important. So it's one, two, three. You have to, you have to, you must read and study. The word of God must. That's four. Five. You, you got to, you have to meditate on a word slash memorize the word. If you don't memorize it, you can't do number no five. Number six, which is confess it. Confess it. Jesus confessed the word. It is written. It is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. So Jesus confessed the word, right? and then you got to share got to share it. That's part of the uh, preparation of your feet to take the good news, the gospel. Okay. But then I said, I was just lying in bed. And that's, that's my ritual uh, to lie in the bed. And um, when I'm laying in bed on Sunday morning, I'm just meditating on my message, seeing where God wants to do with this thing, what he wants to emphasize, what he doesn't want to emphasize. Does he want me to add something, subtract something? So I added some things, subtract some things, and then I said, Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm going to just go at this thing and see what happens. And as I was meditating, the thought came to me that will do them. No good unless, unless you teach them something else. I said, man, man, this is for ours, man. That is a good teaching. Good teaching. You know what I'm saying? Good teaching. But then the thought came to me Did the Pharisees thank God? Sure. They said, he said, I thank you I'm not like this sinner, I mean, they thank God, didn't they? yeah you know they 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 went to the they they went to the synagogue they they, they worship God, they knew the word of God, didn't they, yeah, they did all those things but but God said, you know you're of your father, the devil, that's what Jesus said about him so I said, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, what's important then? Now, obviously, we know that's important, don't we? We know that the word of God, you know, those seven products, we know they're important. But, but if, you, if that's all you did, you can forget it. You can forget it. He said that the most important thing, your heart must be right. You see, the Pharisees, they had a problem. One of the problems was their heart was not right. A lot of people's heart is not right. You know what I'm saying? Their heart is just not right. And so we have to continue, he tells me, continue, you've got to purify that heart. Because out of the heart comes all evil. Doesn't it? That's in the scripture. I don't care whether it's adultery. I don't care whether it's fornication. I don't care whether it's. Evil thoughts, I don't care whether it's jealousy, I don't care what strife, I don't care what it is, it comes out of the heart. From the heart, out of the mouth. That's where it comes from the heart. You say, well, this, this thing, boom, 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 boom. Say, no, no. The heart, the mind, the will, the emotion. So, therefore, in Romans 12, 2, it tells, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed, right? By the renewing of your mind. So our mind has to be renewed by the word of God, of course. But we have to get all impurities out of this mind. Because, see, remember, we're in a world system, and we've been here a long time, and, and a lot of times, and, and we, we learned some things before we got saved, and so we learned things that make sense. It, I mean, these things make sense that we learned. Doesn't it? I mean, it makes sense. And But Jesus says things that doesn't make sense a lot of times. Doesn't it? Love your enemies. What? Bless those that curse you. What? As you have others do to you, do that to them. What? It's better to make sense. Like I said last week, it makes sense to, as they do to you, do it to them. Matter of fact, do it first. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about the way we think sometimes. I went online and got some quotes from Adolf Hitler. He was the chancellor of Germany from 1933 to 1945. Uh, he was a leader of the Nazi party. And he had some quotes. And and one quote is that if you tell a big enough lie and you tell it often enough, people will believe it. That was one of his quotes. The sole judge, the success, rather, success, success now is the sole judge of right and wrong. That is absolutely crazy, isn't it? No one asked the victor whether they told the truth or not. There was another thing. So, he believed that tell lies, big lies, tell it often, and people believe you. That nobody gonna ask you whether you told the truth if you if you got the victory. Now we know what happened. We know well how crazy he was, how he ended up, right? We know that. But how is our thinking? How is our thinking? Do we have some weird thoughts? Do we have some thoughts that are, are, are sort of like? The world system. Do we have some thoughts like the world system? It's more blessed to give than receive. What? Man, I've been taught from early ages, Christmas is a time for receiving. What? It's more blessed to give? That does not make sense. It's, it's God says that it's more blessed for you to give than it is for you to receive. If, if, if we really believe that, we wouldn't want to receive. That we want to just give. Just give. Just give. I want to be a giver. Right? But see, we don't think about this scripture because it really doesn't make sense. So we just ignore it. We just ignore it. I'm telling you, he says that you got to purify this heart, this mind, will, and emotions. And then the second thing is that you must, you must be a dual of the word. Do you hear me? You must be a dual of the word, word, because if your heart not pure, if you don't do the word of God, and that's what the Pharisees did not do the word of God. They, they, they taught it, but they were not doers of the word. They didn't do it. They sat in Moses' seat, Jesus said, but they were not doing the word of God. They were hypocrites. They were hypocrites. So I said, wow, okay. So putting on this armor... If I'm going to put on this armor and have it on, I have to make sure that I'm about, as I'm putting on, because it's correct in that you have to uh, get the word of God in you on all areas. Okay, you have to be saved. you, you got to have, as long as you learn what you're about with truth sincerity and, and all those things, you have to speak the word of God. you got all the armor that, that, that it says, in these verses, let's go back to what, where we were uh, in Ephesians. All these, all the armor from verse 14 all the way through verse 17, you, you you got to you got to have it on. It's the truth. It's the word of God. But your heart must be pure. We must be in the process of purifying our thinking about people and about situations because. Sometimes, I don't know about you, I don't think good about all people. Are you like that? Sometimes I have some bad thoughts. I mean, just bad thoughts about people. I'm serious. Not about you, but about <laughs> about people. Somehow. You know, I was thinking one time, I said, I said, I wish that person who broke in our church for the second time that when they took the meter off and it didn't cut the outside lights off, electricity was still gone, and they broke the power box, they would have took their pair of pliers and tried to break that, the, all, the, 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 all that powerful electricity going in this building and got electrocuted and just laying out there fried when the police came next morning. I mean fried you know, Chaco, you know you see it on TV stuff. Like, you know when it, when, it, when they burn them, when they burn up to a crisp they just they just you know, crispy crittles. Fried. That's terrible. That's terrible. And then, then I said, Well, I need to think scripture. I don't need a thing like that. We do have bears in Lynchburg. I said, I wish a bear, you know, they're they, they broken and climbed through my window. And then they, they, they want to come out and a bear grab, them., ah! yeah. Grab him, you know. And just maul him, maul, maul I basically you they leave your, leave your rocks alone. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, well, how in the world can you stand up there teaching us And you think like that. (laughs) I'm just trying to be honest with you that I still have work to do to purify this mind, this will, these emotions. Because when I get upset, sometimes my emotions, sometimes they don't act right. Now I know I'm the only one in here only one in here's like that to think bad about sometimes somebody but you know i'm trying to I'm trying to be real because because we're gonna to have to get real with with the, with the Lord he already knows what you're thinking he already knows that he he already knows when you get an attitude problem cause, cause something didn't go your way. Right? Or you think something need to be done this way, and and and, and it's not done that way, and so uh, y- you know you you say something against uh, uh, the person who should be doing it, and, and and he already told you don't speak against your brother. He already told you that. It's in the scripture. I told you that. And but you do it anyway. You sin anyway, knowing you you sin. God says that we all have some work to do, don't we? Amen. So, in as we are preparing for 2018 to roll in here, what I want us to do is start preparing our mind for repentance. <laughs> excuse me, repentance. Repentance is turning, changing, changing direction. We need to change some directions in our thinking. Really. We, did, we, we really need to change some directions in our thinking. Because otherwise, we're going we're gonna to make some some resolutions or we'll, we'll, we'll say, uh, it's a new year, so I'm, I'm going to sit out to do this. <laughs> Don't do that without first saying, God, I need to find out what areas I need to pur- purify my mind, my will, my emotions—you uh, know—and and and me being a doer of your word, and not not a doer of the words that 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 I like, and and that that you already worked in me, but doing other words is hard for me to do. There are some words that's hard for you to do. It is, there are some words that's hard for me to do. So, God, uh, that's what I want to find out first, because I don't want to make no. Uh New year's resolutions that well I'm going you know this year I'm gonna be ready to run the marathon well that's that's fine, except if that if that mind doesn't change, you'll start off trying to you know prepare to run, and then after a while. Is a slow down after a while. When it gets time next year, this time, hey, uh, did you run the marathon? Oh no, you know I, I, that was my goal, but I, I just didn't do it this year. How many times have we not done something that we said we were going to do in a new year? And I'm telling you that God wants us to prepare our minds for that. So the first question was, who's scheming against us? Who's not? Then, uh, what are we going to do about it? That was two. Three, what's the armor? Four, how do you put it on? Five, is what What place does prayer play? That's, that's the last question. What part does prayer play? Well, let's look at that in verse 18. We know it's important. I'm going to give you four reasons why it's important. Number one is that it's in the Bible. In this section, on spiritual warfare, it's right under that. It's not the armor, but it's right under that. And it says, with all prayer and petition, all prayer now, not just some prayer, all prayer and petition, so we're not teaching on prayer, so we're not going to go over all the types of prayer. Uh, pray at all times. Wow, that must be important. It must be important. It's important because it's in here. That's one. It's important because it's in this section. It's important because it's in here. It's important because he said, "Pray at all times," and we 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 do remember that one of the apostles uh, that they killed him. the other apostle? They were they, they were praying for him. Praying, I mean, uh, uh, but but they had to the, they had the the house filled with people. They were praying, and he was set free by an angel. So praying, all prayer. Then it says, "In the spirit." That's important. To pray in the spirit. And it says, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. That means that, so one was, it's in here, it's in this section, so it's important. You pray, he said, pray at all times. Oh, that's important then. He says, be on the alert for all the saints it's important for us to have each other's back. It's important. I can't do anything. I can't do my job without praying saints. Ms. Dorsey said, well, 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 you know what? Well, you're not going to get no credit anyway when you get to heaven because I'm going to get the credit because I prayed for you. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you know, we're praying for you, me and Minerva, and, and you know the prayer team over here. We're praying for you, boy, so that we're gonna get your, we're gonna get your your reward. That's okay, okay, no problem. And that's important, isn't it? It's important to have people praying for you personally that care about you, not praying, "Oh God, help him." Help him Lord. You know, he stands up there, he 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 says this and sometimes that and and then he, he got his little hanging, he wipes his little nose, and then he puts it back down. He he does he then he then he then then his lungs clap, he call for every now and then. God you know, man, send somebody young, this dude getting kinda old, you know. You know. I need somebody to pray for me, to care for me, you know. God, the man is vertical, you know. He, you know, praise God he's been faithful for 20 years. He didn't want to come out of teaching, but he came out anyway a to, way to, to help us. God, uh, uphold him, Lord, you know, right. Inflate that long, you know. <laughs> you know? Stop that coughing, you know. Nostrils dry up. Yeah, I need somebody speaking the word and praying for me. Come on. You need somebody praying for you too. All right? Unless you got it all together. And I know you don't. Because nobody did. Because Paul did. Because it says, there was, there was one that's in here. Two we pray at all times. Three, we got each other back. Because he said, and then the, 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 the fourth reason why I know it's important. He said, verse 19, and pray on my behalf. That utterance may be given to me in the open of my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel. This is Apostle Paul. Why is he asking them, those saints, that probably got the helmet twisted around, the breastplate hanging, they, they probably don't, they don't have it all together? He's said, Pray for me. Prayer must be very important. Prayer must be very important. And it is. And it is. Because you don't find many things that go up to heaven. But he said, the prayers of the saints. You know, they're in the bowls. and pour it out. Oh, the prayers of the saints. Woo! Oh, yes, the prayers of the saints. I'm so thankful for the prayer warriors we have in this church. I'm so thankful. And we got people who who pray that don't come necessarily, but they pray. You know, they pray. They pray. So that's good. But we got people who dedicate themselves to coming over here every week to pray in the sanctuary every week. Rain, shine, sleet, snow, every time on Thursday night. They pray. Is that right? Thank you so much. And y'all say thank you? Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. And of course, whenever there's doors, they come, you know, uh every week on Thursday. And then they start coming on Tuesday and Thursday, but they are praying. For you. For me. They're praying. We got others to pray, right, Deidre? Got others to pray. Got others to pray. Pray is important. It says that uh, verse 21. Then he goes in the concluding words. So I tell you, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for you. That's why Minerva made some brownies for you. I'm serious. I did not take credit. I'm not taking credit. I made no brownie. I ate no brownie. I ate no pizza. <laughs> You know, piece of the, you know, when she cut around it, you know, around the edges, you know, to make sure you get the salt part. Um, I didn't eat anything. And she said, should I give it to him or should we dedicate it to the coffee minister so we can give to the poor? You know, I said, whatever you, on your heart to do, sweetheart. And she said, let's give this Christmas. Let's give the congregation something. I said, boy, she, she's a giver now, I'm telling you. She's a giver, you know. So she I had to go to the store, get all this material, and she made and she gave and And it's out there. Get get one, two, whatever you want to do is free for you because we care. And you say, you ain't do nothing. I paid for it. <laughs> I paid for it. Yeah. Um, worship team, can you come up? We're going to end with a, with a fast song because I believe, that we have the victory. Amen. I believe that, that, that as far as spiritual warfare is concerned, that he told us that we have the victory, If we have this armor on, we keep it on, and we have our heart right, and we have our, uh, when we're doing the word, we have the victory. The enemy can't do nothing against us. If God is for us, who is against us? Who can be against us? Nobody. That's right. Y'all don't seem like y'all excited for some reason. I don't know. I don't. Maybe, maybe, maybe you got your helmet sideways. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. You know? Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at CornerstoneLynchburg.com, contact us by email, CornerstoneCom at Comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.